Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. Hello, today we have the pleasure of speaking with Shirley Utz. Um, Shirley is, her official title for So Powerful is Regional Coordinator for Facebook, but um, I call Shirley the heart and soul of So Powerful, and um, after we talk with her today, you'll understand why. How are you today, Shirley? Pretty good, Dan. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. Um, we're talking to you because, um, well, because you're Shirley, number one, but number two, you wrote a, a story for the We Are So Powerful book that was published in both the first edition and again in the second edition. And the title of your story is A Passion for Africa. And in, in this story, you talk about um, that that you developed a passion for Africa as a young girl. What what happened there? Tell us about it. I don't know exactly how old I was. It was sometime between 12 and 15 years old. And and um, the church I went to, a missionary and his wife attended and showed pictures of, uh, you know, slides of uh, Kenya. And I don't know, my, my heart just palpitated over Kenya and the beauty that was there and seeing the people and the faces and um, it was like, okay, Africa, it just right on my heart, you know, it, it, it's hard to explain the, the passion that evolved for it. And I, I started reading about Africa, learning more about Africa, uh, my degree in uh, history concentrated on Africa and the Middle East. So, you know, it just, it kept growing. So when was your first opportunity to actually go to the African continent? It was in 2007. I had been attending a church in the uh, suburbs of Washington, D.C. because my husband was in the military and he was stationed at the Pentagon. And uh, met some really lovely people there. And the year that we left and moved out of the out of state to a new uh, place, my friend Gail called me and said, "Would you be interested in going with us to Africa?" And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah." She says, "Well, pray about it." And I'm like, "No, nah, yeah." <laughs> so. Um, I went with that team. I was actually involved in uh, not really doing a whole lot except, uh, you know, in the physical sense. It was more of a prayer-based type of uh, group, and I was involved in that. Went to smaller places in Tanzania. We, We started out when we went to Africa. We started out in Nairobi for a couple of days to kind of get ourselves in sync with the time and all of that. And we stayed at a, a convent that had rooms to, to rent, which was really very interesting. Uh, beautiful little place, very quiet in the heart of Nairobi. And then uh, we took a very small plane that is uh, affi- that was affiliated with a group called Africa Inland Mission. And they flew us there. It was a propeller plane, you know, mm-hmm. at, 
didn't have a whole lot of space and everything. And we had our luggage and we had our, our people. And I sat directly behind the pilot. So I was watching all of these little gauges. <laughs> it was it was really quite fun. Saw one of the biggest deals was seeing Mount Kilimanjaro as we flew into the country. And then we had to stop at the airport that was just outside Mount Kilimanjaro to register as people coming into the country. And then, then we flew further on to a little village called Singida. And I was in Singida for about four or five days and then went to an even smaller village further east called Kiamboy. Well, now back up. When you were at that, that first village, you just describe what it, what it looked like. What were the buildings? What, who were the people? Well, it was uh, everything centered around the little Anglican church that was there. And the, uh, the streets were not paved. They were red clay, kind of rutted and everything. There was a taxi service. We had, <laughs> we had a taxi that would take us back and forth to the guest house that we stayed at, which was a little bit further uh, outside the, the town. One thing I remember very clearly was a little shop where we could go and check email because this was back before having the, the smartphones and stuff. We could go and check our email and it was all, you know, the dial up <laughs> very, very, very slow. Uh, but but we could do it. And my first granddaughter was born while I was there. So it was it was fun to be able to at least see her picture. Then from Singida, we when I went to Kimboy, which was a smaller village, it was more of a, a rural type of place where uh, there were little farming enterprises going on. I have a picture that I took from inside the church, and it was uh, through these windows that had wooden shutters to them on the inside. And it was of the pastor's wife out digging for potatoes in the in the soil, you know, handmade hoe. So it was just really interesting. And then the next stop and final stop was Magnoni, which was where the cathedral for the Anglican church was located. And so it was a bigger, bigger city. They had a nice marketplace and, and that type of thing. I do remember going, uh, a couple of my friends and I went to a place and got ice cream. You had to walk up steps that were about two feet high. And, <laughs> and getting up those steps was really, really, really hard. But we got our ice cream. <laughs> had, had to work for that one. That's right. Okay, so that was 2007. In your story, you talk about something happened in 2015 where all of a sudden, I guess that was too long of a gap. You you wanted to go back to Africa. Oh, yes. I mean, from the minute I got back to the United States from Tanzania, I wanted to go back again. And I thought that it would most likely be to Tanzania or to Kenya again. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. Uh, but what happened in 2015, I had started sewing purses and... Um, for, for so powerful, right? No, not for so powerful. Oh, not so, for so just, powerful. No, just learning how to sew purses through a oh. couple of Facebook groups. And there was one particular group that was kind of a catch-all for different types of sewing. The administrator for that group posted a link to So Powerful and said, look at this. This might be something some of you might want to do. And when I looked at it, I was like, yep, this is it. Uh, 
because it it was sewing, it was sewing purses, which I was really getting into, and it was for Africa. Who couldn't, you know, <laughs> who wouldn't want to do that? And it was, it just struck a chord. At the same time, I had been praying, God, I've got these skills and I've got fabric, but I don't really have anybody to sew for. I mean, I can only make so many purses for myself. What can I do? And it's like this fell right into my lap. I was so excited about it. And Kylie Gersikowski, who's the, uh, who was for a long time the regional coordinator in Australia, I kind of, I pinged her and I said, what do you think about this, Kylie? And she said, oh, I'm starting a group for this. I was like, <laughs> how, how coincidental is that? Now, how about Kylie? From her group, Little Moo Designs. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had All right. made so a couple, I'd made a couple of her bags and uh, we had just connected via Facebook. And so you were internet friends? Yes. Yes. And so Kylie started the group. I was one of the first people to join and we just, you know, took off from there. And I remember my first purse. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think I asked 14 billion questions and I, I cried a few times, <laughs> but I eventually got one made and I was really happy about it. And then, uh, you know, I had this goal because this was like, August and the deadline was October 1st and I had a goal of like 25 purses didn't get to do 25 purses because as soon as I started sewing purses I got this really bad eye infection I went to the doctor about it and they gave me eye drops it got worse I had to go to the ophthalmologist and eventually they decided oh you're allergic to preservatives and eye drops. And as soon as we got that cleared up, I was able to sew again, but I only got 10 made that year. Okay, so that's 2015, right? Right. And so you were very inspired, got your love of Africa, you have the history of having made the trip to Tanzania. So what did you do uh, when they announced that there, there was gonna be a trip to Zambia in 2016? Let me see. I think Jason had mentioned something about it in the first project group that there would be a trip. And I was like, okay, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And it came, he finally sent out an email about it in December of that year. And I sent in my deposit like the next day. And we apparently there were quite a few people who wanted to go. So there were two trips set up. One was for May which I was scheduled to go on, and one was for July. Uh, a, lar a large number of the people that were in the May group were from a uh, home group in a, from a California church. And one of their members got sick, and the group decided, well, we're not going to do the trip this year, then we'll, we'll wait. And so one other person that had been scheduled for that trip and I were then rescheduled for July. And I was so disappointed. It was like, oh, I really, really wanted to, you know, the sooner the better type of thing. And then May rolls around and my mother-in-law died right after Mother's Day that year. And I was like, well, this was the time I would have been supposed to be going. So it really worked out great that from that standpoint that I was able to go in July instead. 
Well, so before we get to the trip, while you're starting to do this, you're starting to reach out to people in the community and tell them about So Powerful. Hi. So you and I have a favorite restaurant because actually Shirley and I live about a 20, 25 minute drive away from each other. Tell our listeners about Seasons Harvest Restaurant and the, the connection you made there. Oh, I loved it because it was organic food. It was all prepared right then when you after you ordered. It was quaint little environment and everything. Um, I met the owners, uh, Joanne and uh, Beckett, and Beckett is a pastor of a little church that met at the, at the restaurant on Sundays and, you know, just got to talking with them. And then they moved and their restaurant is located about a mile from my house. It's, they uh, renovated a, a log cabin and uh, have all this eclectic, uh, furniture that is for seating and everything. Uh, there are chickens wandering around outside. Uh, they have goats. Um, they have a garden, so they've got a lot of fresh produce. And, and it's just a really wonderful place to go. But one day, Joanne and I got to talking, and she said, uh, I, I told her about So Powerful and how I was doing that. And she had a friend who was a missionary in India. and you know, just all the little connections there. And she said, I really would like for my, my two girls to learn how to sew. And I said, well, I'd be happy to teach. We talked about it quite a bit. It never actually happened, but I was really excited at, by the prospect of it. Lovely, lovely family, but I still go there to eat. So you've been visiting the, the restaurant, Seasons Harvest. We'll give them a little free plug here. If you're yes. in the Houston area, be sure and stop in. Definitely. <laughs> but you're also preparing for the trip. At first, you thought it was going to be May, but it for you, it got postponed to July. Right. I love what you did with your church to get them involved in your upcoming travels. Tell, tell us about that. Well, the church used Sign Up Genius for all sorts of things, you know, like sign up for a potluck, sign up for this. So I decided, Is that an okay. app? I'm not familiar with it. It is. It's an app uh, that's for computer and for, for your phone. Um, and it's a way to coordinate people signing up for events, whether it's oh. for, uh, like I said, for potlucks. And in my mm -hmm. case, it was, I decided that I would set up a sign up genius for them to make donations of sewing equipment and school supplies that I could take with me to, to Zambia. Hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to find out what happened at Shirley's church and whether her sign up genius app was effective. So we'll, we'll check back with her in just a moment. Have you gotten the second edition of the We Are So Powerful book? This updated version of the original bestseller, 4.9 out of 5 stars, by the way, is again authored by So Powerful co-founders Jason and Cinnamon Miles. It is available on Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle reader. This latest edition is packed full of moving stories about how So Powerful came to be, the volunteers who make it happen, and the way this small movement has grown into a global mission to break the cycle of poverty through education and the dignity of work. 
And don't forget, when you place your order, if you use smile.amazon.com and designate So Powerful as your preferred charity, Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase right back to So Powerful. And now back to our podcast. Welcome back. We've been speaking with Shirley Utz, who is the regional coordinator for Facebook. And Shirley has been sharing with us her passion for Africa. And she's preparing to go on her first trip to Zambia with So Powerful. And in the meantime, she's uh, rallied uh, the members of her church to make donations uh, for, for things that Shirley can take to help the seamstresses in Zambia. So Shirley, take it from there. You set up the sign up app. I set up the sign up genius uh, app is probably not the right word for this, but we'll say app because I can't think of the other word. <laughs> I set up the sign up for it and I did things like 10 pairs of ginger scissors, 10 packs of paper clips, uh, 10 journals, different quantities for different things. and People really, really got behind it. There was one woman, I think, who purchased every single pair of scissors that I needed for the to take with me. And it was some little thing that they could do, even if they didn't sew. Right. Some people gave cash, though, right? And some people gave cash. And I accumulated enough cash that I was just going to send to Jason. And, and at the same time, he was like, we want to take some cam snap presses to the ladies. And I said, well, I, I've got the cash here to buy one. I don't have any room in my suitcase for them. So I'll send you the cash, you order them, and you send them to somebody else in the group who's got room in a suitcase. And so uh, the cam snap presses got sent to Kathy Simonson, who then carried them in her suitcase. Why did they want a cam snap press in the cam snaps? What were those for? Originally, the the shields for the pads were, they ladies were using Velcro to connect around the underwear. And Velcro, as you know, can be kind of scratchy. Cinnamon and Jason decided that cam snaps would be a better choice. And so we wanted the cam snap presses to take to the ladies so that they could start doing snaps on the on the shields worked really, really well. They learned how to use it fast. Um, okay, so along comes July and you're you're headed off to the airport and tell us a little bit about the trip before, uh, did you have some interim stops before you got to Zambia? Yes, everybody was flying from different places and I was on my own and I flew to Dubai and the a large portion of the team came in about the same time. So I sat and waited for them <laughs> in the in the Dubai airport. And I had seen Jason and Cinnamon's picture. So when I saw them, I was like, okay, that's my group. And then we took a, a shuttle from the airport to a hotel for the night. And so we had a, a nice little uh, buffet that we went to. We had you know, our rooms that uh, we could get some sleep for about six hours before we had to go back to the airport. It was it was a nice break in that in that trip, because when you're flying uh, in the basic class, 
you don't have a way to prop your legs up. You don't have a, you know, it's just, it's not the most comfortable for a long trip. How long is it from Houston to Dubai? I think that was about eight hours. Oh, okay. And then, and then the next morning we went back to the airport and we flew from there to uh, Lusaka, mm-hmm. in Zambia. And that was another 10, 11 hours, I believe. Oh, goodness. So if we had flown directly to Lusaka, it would have been a really, yeah. really, really long trip. Right. So um, we had that. It was it was a pleasant break in it. And we also had a chance to talk with each other and get to know each other. Because in many cases, we were all new to this. Uh, Christina, who had flown from Canada had gotten there before I had. She was already at the hotel. So, you know, we got to meet her then as well. So who, who else was on the trip with you? Oh, my goodness. Um, I had, let's see, Christina Porter, Kathy Simonson, Irene, Jason Cinnamon, Tori. Yes, uh, Tori met us, though. She had been doing a uh, her trip to Ethiopia through her church mm-hmm. and had flown from Ethiopia to Lusaka on her own. So we didn't meet her until we were in Lusaka. And then there was a group from California that were friends of Jason's and names are escaping me right now. It's been a while. There was Tom and his wife. I want to say Amy, but I think that's wrong. And her sister, Andrea, and then, uh, Tom and his wife's four kids, oh, so children. three of whom were boys, and one was uh, a young lady about 10 or 11 years old, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get to the Lusaka airport, and at some point now, it's going to be your first foray into the Nambe compound. D- describe that first entrance. It's interesting because Lusaka itself is really a rather pretty pretty city uh you you drive through they've got nice streets there walls around different houses it's big and beautiful and then all of a sudden you enter this area that is Nombe and it's very squalid living conditions you know like um a family of six or seven might be in this little one room that is just pieces of board thrown up to kind of protect from the elements and that type of thing. So it was just a very stark difference between what was outside the compound and what was inside the compound. In your story, you talk about what you very first see when you when you get to the, the beginning. Of yes, the and I, it was one of the things that struck me both going in and coming out because there's this deep ravine that's used pretty much as a, a landfill by the people who live in Nombe. And so, you know, it's just trash and and smelly and all of that. But growing up the sides of that ravine are these beautiful uh, bougainvillea bushes that are in full bloom. And it, it struck me as sort of how even in the trashiness of life, there there can be beauty and there can be hope and there can be something to kind of make us strive for something better. So I I just, I keep seeing that picture in my mind still of that and uh, the beauty from ashes type of. You've had some personal trips to Africa since you went to Zambia, right? Yes. 
Where, where did you go? My husband and I went to South Africa. We went to uh, Johannesburg and Pretoria, and then we also went over to Kruger National Park on the other side of the, of the country. And we spent a little time in the tiny kingdom of Swaziland, now known as Eswahini. It was, um, you know, it was a different experience because I was going as a tourist, not as a, um, not as somebody that was trying to help people or, you know, be involved in, in people's lives. Although I find it just how I am. I start being nosy, <laughs> trying to find out where people are coming from and, you know, uh, like our waitresses at the hotel and that type of thing. So. Shirley, what would you say to people who are thinking about volunteering for So Powerful, making a purse, uh, maybe some of our volunteers who are active, maybe considering a trip to Zambia? What, what advice would you give? Well, first of all, people worry a great deal about their skills in making a purse. And we now have that beginner pattern that is really for a true beginner. And you don't have to worry about it being perfect. There's a girl at the other end who has so very, very little, and she will appreciate your creation. You just pour your heart into it, make it with love, and the love shows through. It's just how it is. Um, as far as making the trip, if you can, it's worth every single penny to go and to uh meet the seamstresses, meet, see what's happening in that compound, meet the people, uh, connect with them, and uh, see where they're coming from and what their hopes and their dreams are. Because like people everywhere, they have hopes and dreams. And the, some of the girls that we had talked with when I was, when I was there hope to be doctors or nurses or accountants or teachers. And it's like they have dreams. And we can help them accomplish that. We can help by our donations. We can help by making purses that help them stay in school. We can be part of a, a solution for helping to empower these girls, empower women, and also to help put a dent in the poverty that exists in this one place. We can't we aren't called to do everything. We're all called to do something. Okay. And what, one last thing. Um, why don't you give a plug for the Facebook group where, where you're the oh, administrator? Oh, yes, yes, yes. The Facebook group. Um, we have 3,700 people. Uh, I think it was about the number right now. In our So Powerful Purse Project group on Facebook, uh, we have lots of tips, lots of ideas. We have the fabulous Sue who uh, puts up a challenge every Sunday, a new challenge just to get us thinking outside our little boxes of purses that we make. And we have a lot of fun just getting to know each other. And So what is the name of the group and how do people join? It's the So Powerful Purse Project group. You just go and click join. <laughs> and one of the admins of which I am one will let you in. We don't ask questions. We just, you're in if you're interested. Well, and I have to say that this, this group on Facebook is one of the friendliest, kindest, most supportive groups in that I've, I've ever encountered. It's, it's really a wonderful, a wonderful place to spend your Facebook time, I have to say. Thank you. That's one of the tones that we want to set, that right. it 
kindness is very important. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there. And Shirley, thank you so much for sharing your African passion with us. And I think we have a better understanding of, of why you feel that way. And we thank you for everything you do for So Powerful and look forward to talking with you again soon. Well, thank you for having this opportunity, Jan. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful story. Thanks for listening. Now go out and have a So Powerful day.